cicadas that are going whenever we start recording this nothing i hate nothing more than i hate the cicadas i could probably name you 10 things that i hate more than the cicadas easy you don't have to record or edit the podcast and say wow that sounds like (laughs) that sounds terrible that's a fair point listen to us that's a fair point i think we need another thing up top here you know i think it would get very hot in here if we did that. It's already stupid hot. Well, you love me. I do love you, but I don't love hot weather. Yeah. Speaking of hot weather, you know where it's hot? Louisiana, where this movie takes place. Boom. Full circle. You did it. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast where my wife and I watch a bad movie and then we share our thoughts and opinions with you. I am still Nigel from AJourneyIntoFilm.com, and with me is my wife, Caitlin. I'm still here. Still here, 21 <laughs> episodes in. You haven't left me because I make you watch these bad movies. I've thought about it. No, this one wasn't as painful. There has been movies, though, where I'm like, this is not fun. This is very painful. The This one was more painful the second time. because It was annoying it became, the second time. It became more apparent how terrible this was yeah the second time it was pretty bad but i don't know i i didn't get frustrated i was frustrated (laughs) this week we're talking about the 2011 movie my future boyfriend an abc family original movie it sounds like it it could be a disney channel original movie too there's not much difference (laughs) (laughs) Starring... Is it ABC Family? No, they're Freeform. They're, it's called Freeform now. So, but at the time, it was still ABC Family. Wait, 2011? Yeah. Huh, okay. Because the title comes up at the was... very beginning. It says, ABC Family Presents. And that's when I made that joke. Oh. A girl's three favorite words. ABC Family, Family Presents. That's right. Still a relevant joke. So this movie's got Sarah Rue in it. And Barry Watson. And surprisingly, Fred Willard. Actually, I was surprised that he was in this, but then I looked at his IODB page and, and like, I said, oh, that makes sense. He's in too many things to not say no to this. <laughs> he must have a massive gambling problem or drug problem or he really likes acting or he really likes acting. Who knows? Maybe he's off spending his money on Triceratops skeletons. Who knows? For his dining room table. Could be. True story. That's something that Nick Cage does. True story. Nick Cage is crazy. Who else would buy a Triceratops <laughs> skull? You I'm debating ready? if I should ask you, like, hey, you want to share some initial thoughts? Or if we should talk about some of the credits on this movie. Like, where are these people from? What have they done? Where are they going? Oh, I know. The guy was from Seventh Heaven. Yeah, Barry Watson. Barry, that's a weird. He does not. Isn't look that like a really a Barry. weird name? Yeah. <laughs> Did not anticipate that name when no, I looked him up. No, not at all. Barry Watson. Well, he. Are you sure that's his name? <laughs> I mean, that's what 
That's what the internet says. I think it's Matt. I'm pretty sure it's Matt from Seven Heaven. 100% Barry Watson. That's weird. Okay. Well, okay. What's your favorite type of Barry? Barry Watson. Barry (laughs) Watson. Hashtag Bojack. Hashtag no one else got that but us. Um, I'm going to start recording these podcasts with you and we can just talk about all of our inside jokes together. Yeah, that's a good way to draw (laughs) people into the podcast, I heard. Okay. Barry Watson. Sarah Rue. Sarah Rue. She's in nothing. She did nothing with her life. Uh, I put down that she was in a series of unfortunate events, which is like the longest running TV show that or role on a TV show that she had. Who was she in that? She was the librarian. Oh. Oh, I didn't even recognize her. Okay. That I see it totally now, though. Yeah, that, that's that's right. Yeah. Uh, I guess she was on that show, Impastor, with uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Okay. You know, the huge. Okay. She's like she's like in stuff, but like not in stuff. Minor roles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she reminds me a lot of like Isla Fisher mm-hmm. or a young Megan Mullally. Yes, definitely that. Assuming I don't, was Megan Mullally ever young <laughs> in shows? I don't know. I like her. These are the questions that need answered. I agree. And obviously, Fred Willard is in stuff. A couple things that I just noted, some of his more popular stuff. Trust me, his IMDb list is longer than my arm. Mm -hmm. But like Best in Show is probably what he's best known for. And he was in some episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm -hmm. And Anchorman, he was the boss. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Impressive. Way to go. Yeah. Well, like the thing is like these people were in stuff, but like. ABC family level stuff, except mm-hmm. maybe Fred Willard. And he's horribly underutilized in this movie. In fact, the first time we watched know. it through, I kind of wondered if he was ever going to come back. I didn't think he scene. was. I thought he was, this was just like a featuring Fred Willard. And then he was just only going to be there for the beginning. I legitimately thought that's what was going to happen. They used up all of their budget on the future in that opening scene. Which, like, they don't even show us the future. They literally just show us, like, a white hospital room. Well, okay. In that abandoned ship. And they're like, I can't believe this used to be the Atlantic Ocean. I'm surprised you remembered that. <laughs> they they also show the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? They show the outside of that building, the white room that they're in. I don't even remember the outside of the building. It kind of looked like a normal shot of a city, but they put a very poorly CGI'd building in front of everything. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Perfect. They nailed it. Perfect. Let's talk about his clothes. His clothes are not futuristic, okay? One time I had a Barbie doll, and... She, I thought, was wearing the coolest clothes in the world because they were all silver and shiny. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. It was the 90s, so don't judge me. This is basically what he was wearing, a shiny silver jacket. And they said, oh, that looks futuristic. Yeah. He looked like like when he went to the past, Mm -hmm. 
P.S. There's time travel in this movie. Because. Hence the title, My Future Boyfriend. Right. But we'll get there in a second. He looks like his clothes from the future to wear to the past don't look futuristic enough for anyone to question him. Right. But it kind of looks like he's getting ready to go snowboarding in New Orleans. Or to a rave. Or to a rave. Either one. And I just want to know how deep his V's got by the end of the movie. Yeah, his V-neck seriously continuously got longer. I know. The the further the movie gets. Like, it started like a normal shirt around his neck. Next thing you know... You can see his belly button. Next thing you know, you're waiting for a nip slip. That's right. A little Barry Watson nip slip. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was fun to say. (laughs) So, close. I give you a uh, 1.0 out of 500. Where do you think the trope for the bad guy wearing a normal business suit came from? I think it, from rom-coms. Yeah, you're probably right. Because they're like, oh, my my boyfriend doesn't love me because he, like, wears a suit and he, like, goes to work every day and, like, provides for us. Yeah. But so, he doesn't, there's no romance. And it's all on him to work full time and do the romance. There's really no antagonist of the movie. There's really no conflict of the movie either. Oh, I'll tell you who the antagonist is. What's her face? Yeah, she's probably her own worst enemy. Exactly. And Pax is, he's just an idiot. An idiot. Pax is like, he's like a labradoodle. A labradoodle? (laughs) A labrador. He's just, just so excited to be living a life. Yep. And he does whatever Elizabeth tells him to do. That's right. She says jump, he says how high. He says, what is jumping? What is jumping? What is this jumping you have (laughs) in the past? We do not have jumping where I come from. The future. That's like 90% of the movie. It is. What is this? What is is a sec? sec? (laughs) What is a tool when used to describe a person? Uh, What is love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. That's no probably why he was dancing to the the um, the jazz music like that, doing the weird head nod thing. Yeah. Because that's the Night at the Roxbury skit from SNL where they dance to that song. That's probably it. And to take it even further, Will Ferrell was in Night at the Roxbury, who's in a movie with Fred Willard. Whoa. It's like All the, the connections. It's like seven degrees of Kevin or six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but with Will Ferrell and... Uh, Barry Watson. Yeah. That's crazy. So the year is 3127. I was going to go a lot further. No, you should. Keep going. In the year 3127, one man finds a romance novel and asks the question, what is love? (laughs) So the movie opens up with these people in the future. Is that supposed to be his companion? I think she is supposed to be his companion. Okay. In the future. That. (laughs) Sorry. She. Yeah. 
in the future, people are paired off in companionships. We're meant to believe that there is no love in the future. There is no emotion. Basically, there's no anger. It's a utopia. It is a utopia in which people are... Emotionless. Emotionless. Why? And How do people reach this point? We don't but know. But yet they can inadvertently offend themselves. Okay, we'll get there in a second. Offend others, not themselves. Well, that just goes to show you that people can still get upset in the future. <laughs> Even in a utopian world. In a utopian world where people still get offended. <laughs> uh, he finds this case, and conveniently this case has a stack of money mm-hmm. and this romance novel. And he says, I'm going to read this romance novel mm-hmm. written by Elizabeth Barrett. And he comes to realize there is something missing in his future. Is it love? It's love and lust and sex, <laughs> which here's my big question with that. So he seems to be an intelligent individual, right? No. Okay. In the future, they seem to be fairly logical individuals. Or logical. Or at least strive for logic. Yeah, I'll okay? give you that. So he says that he reads this entire book, but yet he's somehow incapable of picking up on all of the contextual clues to explain to him what these relationship-related words are. Because he's dumb. Apparently. Yeah. That's probably why they sent him to the past. They're like, oh, we'll just get rid of him. <laughs> That's how, in the future, that's how they get rid of people. Probably. They're like, hey, you want to go explore the past? (laughs) Oh, no, you forgot your bracelet here. (laughs) Uh, Like, how intrusive was that bracelet? Okay, we're going to get to the bracelet. Nigel, you're not hitting any of my topics. Well, you should have written down more topics. (laughs) He... This guy's so dumb because he forget he's like... How dumb is he? <laughs> he gets this time machine started up and Fred right. Willard comes in and says, very good. You started up the time See, machine He was correctly. being condescending. He was very condescending, <laughs> but like in a Fred Willard sort of way. Right. Wish he was my grandpa. He'd be a good he, grandpa. He would be the best grandpa. Right. Be a really good grandpa. I'm gonna just pretend he's the grandpa I never had <laughs> on my mom's side. There you go. If anyone asks you, you can just tell him Fred Willard's um, my Fred, grandpa. I think Fred Willard might be my grandpa. Right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I want him to be my grandpa. Well, you can't have him because well, yeah. <laughs> so he is like he decides to show kindness on Pax and says, Hey, don't forget to take this obtrusive wristwatch that Looks like an early 2000s boy band bracelet. And Pax is like, oh, great. I'm going to go to the past for 48 hours. Boom. Why 48? Because apparently he thinks 48 hours is all that he needs. So to he could have love. chose more time. Apparently. Okay. Uh, there's also a lot of issues with the 48 hours thing apart from the fact that this whole movie hinges on you believing <laughs> that he and this girl can fall, fall in love, love 40. in 48 hours that's not the least unbelievable thing in this movie well okay what here let me ask you this question let's let's just get this out of the way mm-hmm. what is more believable that they could fall in love with each other in 48 hours 
or that the FBI can somehow track him down and in find out that he's hours. counterfeiting money and arrest him in 48 hours. Oh, for sure they could fall in love in 48 hours before the FBI would even know what happened. I don't even know if the dude at the bar could notify the FBI within 48 hours of counterfeit money. I didn't realize it was him. Yeah, he was like, oh, we got this tip from this guy at the bar. And he's like, he's like, what was what what this? And the guy's like, well, that looks like a hundred dollar bill, you idiot. It's got a one zero zero on it. That's right. And the guy says, look at the date. And it's for one Who year later. Who looks at the date? Uh, apparently suspicious barkeeps. Why was his money wrong? Because he had all he had was that wad of cash from that he found conveniently in the suitcase with the book, oh, and conveniently that I money they, like, gave was him from spending one money. Year. Oh, <laughs> he was just like, oh, I got this wad of cash. How perfect! And conveniently, wow, I wish my life worked like that. Conveniently, <laughs> the money was from one year after the year that he went back to the past. Oh, okay, okay. Couldn't make it like. Years. Why did he take it with him? How did he know that they he needed was money? Like, why, what do you mean? They pay with everything in courts in the future. Why would he know that he needed money? He probably had some loose knowledge of the past from history books. Doubt it. Doesn't know what love is, though. So. Well, because that's restricted. <laughs> that's That information is banned. That's right. Knowing. You ever notice how in future movies they always do that thing where like they they ask robot questions like, um, hey, tell me what this is. And like the robot can just like compute it. Yeah. That's like that stuff happened before we even had Siri. Yeah. That's crazy. It's almost as if our knowledge of technology has reached bases. Influences what we see in movies and TV shows and vice versa. No, that can't be it. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be it. No. So he goes to the past. Cut to 2012. No, 2011. The year this movie comes out. Conveniently. Perfect. And we're introduced to Elizabeth. And she is so excited because it is the exact day that her book is released. And she's The same book that he... Found in the past. Yeah. Also, found we, in the future. Right. Was she, were we supposed to believe that she died in the boat? No, I think someone just had her book. And died in the boat yeah. with her book. Which, yeah. like, that's a whole sad tragedy. What happened to the boat? Yeah. Oh, I want to sure. know that story. Well, I think that is connected to that comet. The abacus comet. Or the, the, he says that the whole world is wiped out by, like, a comet. In one year? No, in 2160-something or other. So somebody had her book that many years later? Yeah. Ain't nobody reading her stupid book <laughs> that many years later. No, that's bullcrap. No. It was an interesting no. and rare artifact for the time because it was backed when they had dustless, or they still had, they didn't invent dustless paper. Well, I really butchered that joke. <laughs> this is what people call a... Dust jacket. Apparently things were dusty in the past. What's that from? Back to the Future. That's the joke that I was trying to make. Uh, yeah, I did it better. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, so Elizabeth works for a tabloid, similar to the National Inquirer. Inquirer? Choirer. Inquirer. 
where they write (laughs) stories like I married a Tyrannosaurus or the world's going to end next year. I eat inanimate objects. Yeah. But I have stranger than that. Or like, look at the the vampire baby. I don't know. I always liked looking at those whenever I went into CVS with my parents. They had to like pick up prescriptions and stuff. I'd like flip through it. Let me tell you about my childhood. Real quick. Okay. I saw this magazine. Real talk. I saw this magazine that story. <laughs> Such a goody goody. I was like, oh, I'm not even going to look at those magazines because they're lies. And people who lie are bad and evil. So I'm not even supporting them. This is my childhood. You had a sad childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Something I noticed that was interesting. What? To, what did you notice? Let's Let's pull out some... Let's get some, let's get in depth for a second. All right, let's do it. It's almost, okay, so she tells. I'm sorry, are these all your pages of notes? Caitlin, how do you not have this many notes? I had a lot of thoughts while we were watching Do you the see movie. my notes? Yeah, you have one page and I wonder how. Double spaced? Yeah, how? There was a lot of good stuff in this movie. Are we going to have to stop it and watch it a third time? I think we're going to have to. We'll release this one. We'll stop it. I'll watch it again, guys. And I'll come back with another three pages like Nigel. Okay. Anyways, an observation (laughs) that I made. We've wasted 22 minutes of our (laughs) podcast and we still haven't even gotten to the movie. This podcast is going to be longer than the movie. (laughs) Actually, that's really not that hard. This movie was an hour and 16 minutes. With commercial breaks. With commercial breaks. I thought it was interesting that she works for... Okay, first of all, she writes romance novels, which are definitely an unrealistic view of love. Can we agree that that? 100%. Thank you. She works for you know a what? magazine, which is all about a fantastical reality. Right. It's almost as if... It's symbolic that she surrounds herself with this fantasy and wants this fantasy life. This is very true. Look at you. You should be a counselor. For people who think that they're dating people (laughs) from the future. (laughs) Exclusively. (laughs) You probably would not make a lot of money, but it's fine. Anyways, uh, she gets to work. She's handing out her book. She tells this lady who is like that awesome... Office gossip lady. I am struggling through my words tonight. I know. Tonight. That red, red leather, yellow leather. Unique New York. Yellow baby bubby bump, buggy bumpers. Okay. I can you never can get that one as a kid. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> uh, she, so this off- lady, this gossip office lady, she talks to her and she's going to get engaged to her fiance Elizabeth is and she's all like I want a fantastical relationship and the lady's like you should go for it and then Elizabeth says that's not for me because that's not how reality works right something like that who's she going for what do you mean Elizabeth is talking about her engagement to the crazy lady yeah and she was like you should go for it no the the she's just she's saying that she like she should go after like the fantasy relationship. Oh, okay, okay. 
right? Yeah, no, that's Calm right. Down. That's right. I thought you were saying she should go after Richard, and I was like, no, that's no, the opposite of what she said. That's the thing is like nobody likes Richard in this but movie, but we don't know why. We're giving zero reasons as to why. So she's called into her boss's office. She gives her boss one of her books. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, this is one of those sexy books. And then she goes, no, it's a romance. So we it's all one of those know, sexy books? Yeah. We all know that romance novels be getting all smutty. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to convince them that it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, hey, there's this homeboy in your office waiting for you. Homeboy? And who is the homeboy? It's Pat. Barry Wilson. Barry Watson. Barry Watson. He is here from the future to talk to her about love. He would like her to explain to him what love is. What is love? Baby, don't It's a really missed opportunity that they didn't use that song in this movie. They couldn't afford the rights to that song. That's... There's no way. Probably very true. Uh, we're given no explanation as to how Pax finds her, Mm-mm. how he ended up there, Mm-mm. what his journey was from the time that he arrived in the present to her. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, they just say, I want to go back to the perfect day to meet this person in the future. They say this all in the future, and the future is like, boom, there you go. Yeah, but he says, like, all, all he says in the beginning is that know. you set the date right. Yeah, how's he know the In the date? return date. Who knows? I don't he know. just picked a date arbitrarily. This is stupid. Somehow ended up in unbelievable. Louisiana. It's unbelievable. This whole movie is unbelievable. <sighs> it's ruined. The most Gosh. unbelievable part of this movie is that they fall in love in forty-eight hours. <laughs> you never fell in love in forty-eight hours. We will get there in a second. <laughs> I will make that joke when the time is right. <laughs> I'm just all ahead of your jokes tonight. You are. You, <laughs> you, this is why like, you, you got to get to where I'm at with my notes. This is why you got like so I just want to jump around because the, more, the movie is so boring. I okay. don't want to talk about it again. Okay. We can okay. jump around in a second. Okay, okay. At one point she says you don't know what the future holds until it's... Oh, 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 oh. Her boss says... It's like my daddy always used to say, you don't know what the future holds until it's holding you. Foreshadowing. What is foreshadowing? Um, I feel like a high school girl wrote this movie. Not entirely wrong, except it is entirely wrong. It <laughs> might blow your mind when that I tell you. That a male wrote this? It was two guys. The same people who wrote the screenplay for, let me write it down, Three Men and a Baby and Sister Act 2. <laughs> okay. Well, these guys are interesting people. Yes. They've written some other things, but Three Men and a Baby is probably the most notable that I remembered. Okay. Um, I wondered how different would the movie be if she had a different job but still wrote books. Because how convenient is it that she writes for this magazine that mm-hmm. talks about crazy people? Right. Like, what? What if she was like a? What if she was like a baker and making beignets? Then she, she like would never have met him. He would have found her though. Well, yes, but then she wouldn't have given him the time of day because her job wouldn't have required her to, to listen to him. This is true. So, but boom, yeah. they picked a perfect job for her. They did. A fantasy job for a fantasy person. That's right. 
with a realistic person who is out of time and we think is a fantasy person. Let's let's also get that out of the way. This movie would be 110% more interesting if we didn't know that Barry or Pax was from the future and that the whole time we're playing like this guessing game. Right. Like, oh, is he from the future or like what's up? Also, why is she like, oh my gosh, you have my book and it's not even stores yet and it's dirty. Okay. There are two different signs that she should see that he is actually from the future. One, her book's been torn up and read to pieces Mm -hmm. when it hasn't even been put on bookshelves yet. Right. Two, he has a smartwatch roughly two to three years before the first smartwatch was released. Right. I googled that information (laughs) just to be sure that I was accurate on it. And she is not concerned at all. That he's talking to his watch, which does not have a watch face on it. Right. But everybody proceeds to call it his Why? watch. I know. Why do they keep calling it a watch? It, it looks nothing like a watch. It's just a it bracelet. It doesn't function. It, it is just a bracelet. I don't know why they did that. That annoyed me. Yeah. Also, I thought that they, I thought that it was going to come into play more that he was going to push the two buttons to go back to the future. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he was going to like mess something up and have to go back and try oh, to impress her again. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe he would hit the two buttons on accident and then he'd have to like go back again. Mm-hmm. But that did not happen. He just looks sad for a half second and then goes back to the, the just doesn't be sad anymore well he deals with his emotions but he doesn't know how to deal with his emotions because he's never in the future, experienced they've never experienced emotions well he does a really good job dealing with emotions for the first time i'm just saying right he asks her to explain sex to him well this is at the restaurant i'm not there yet where are you at well, I just want to make one... I That was my next line, though. But I did want to make one point about Richard, again. So... Oh, that's right. We're introduced to Richard. We're introduced reals. to Richard. Who looks like discount Jason Clark. And... Who also looks like a discount Hollywood actor. I just want to throw that out there. The redhead girl... Elizabeth. Elizabeth is talking to Pax. Mm-hmm. And they're having a conversation, and then... Um, Richard shows up, and he literally does nothing wrong. From the time he's on screen until the scene change. He, like, says, hi, I missed you. I just wanted to I stop wanted, by. I just wanted to stop by and see you. And he introduces himself to Pax. He isn't, like, offended that she's talking to a guy. Like, he is just a perfect gentleman. That's all. I just yeah. wanted to point that out. Hashtag justice for Richard. That's right. Hashtag... My future boyfriend. I know. What skills? Oh, this movie. Okay. Richard had a good job, clearly. We don't know what job he had. No, but. He could he, be. I mean, what if this is like a cat in the hat situation where he's just dressing up in a suit every day and going and sitting and watching TV? But he rented the whole restaurant for the two of them. That's true. So he has to have some type of money. Okay. Real talk for a second. For our engagement. Uh-huh. How would you have felt if I rented out an entire restaurant? I thought you would probably kill me. Right? Yeah. That just seems so... I feel like that's, like, one of two things that they do to show you that a guy is young, successful, and has a lot of money. Right, they rent the whole restaurant out. 
Right. I don't know if anyone would ever actually rent out a restaurant. I want to know if anyone has. That's, you know what? If you know someone who has, leave a comment on our Facebook page. That's right. Or on our Instagram. Yeah, tell me. We need to know this. Right. Now. Now. Right now. Okay. Um, nothing really weird happens when they go to lunch. I mean, he dances like the night at the Roxbury people, but I already noted that. Eat some delicious food and it's like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. Oh, so she, so he asked her to explain sex to him and she says, I have no intention of explaining sex to a grown man again. Again? Freaking again? How many times in your life does this happen to you? Well, with her job, it's not unreasonable to think that someone's going to no, ask her some weird questions. it's not unreasonable. Maybe this is like a before Richard situation. But the thing is that she had to have explained it before. Yeah. Also, That's again, let's go back to the fact that, based on context clues, Pax was not able to determine what sex was from this romance novel. Right. That's concerning. He's or at least idiot. some loose idea of what it is. He's completely. Maybe idiot. she's not a good writer. Maybe <laughs> we, that's the we reason. We never even considered that. Maybe that's the reason why. I bet you that's the reason. He has all these questions. Right. Not because he's forbidden from feeling these things. She just didn't do a good job explaining it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. She tells him to call him later, but doesn't give him a phone number. I know, right? And then he, like, knows the number. Yeah. I hate when movies do that. She, I'm not disagreeing with you. See, okay, so, like, there's the, there's there's a word for things that they cut out of movies to make it, to, like, streamline it. And it's kind of like where they trim the fat of everyday life. It's kind of like why you never see people say goodbye to each other on the phone. Right. In movies, they just hang up. Except this movie, they did. Yeah, in this movie, they made a big deal out of it. Right. Which is fine, because it's like, then she could say, like, some things never change. Like, we're not so different, you and I. That's right. That's when she first started falling for him. That is exactly correct. That's not true. I think she started falling for him the second that she saw him in her cubicle. I think you're right. She said, that's... That's my, future, my man. My future boyfriend, hunk of meat. Also, would it have not been a more interesting movie if she actually went to the future with him at the end? Oh, yeah, that would have been way more interesting. Because how revolutionary would that be for their future? That would be crazy. And then we could watch her get adjusted to being in the future. Right. And okay, so here's the thing. We set up this premise that they live in this utopia. Right. Right. But clearly it is not a utopia. It's a dystopia because something is wrong. Meaning that they are missing a fundamental aspect of what it means to be human. Love, anger. Let's just say emotion, period. Right. 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 In traditional dystopian literature or movies, the idea is that This world seems perfect, but there's something wrong. And the protagonist learns that there's something wrong. And then because of that... Who's our protagonist? Pax is, I think, supposed Supposed to be be. our protagonist. Although we don't really get that. Mm -mm. Who who are we seeing the world through in this movie? Pax? Not Pax. 
and not really Elizabeth either because there would be like a little bit more of like the fish out of water thing. Yeah, you're right. But there's so many times where we cut away from him. And just focus on Elizabeth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anywho, so he... In traditional dystopian literature, like or movies, like he should find out that there's something wrong, and it should revolutionize his life and the li- the world around him. Right. But instead, he just selfishly goes back to the past and decides, "I'm just gonna chill here." Right. He likes the past better. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Except, he left. He said. Oh, this love thing's pretty sweet. Let me tell nobody about it. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Especially, like, his companion from the future. You're just going to leave her high and dry? Yeah, I know. Both Pax and, what's her name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth are the worst people. They are. They're garbage people. They are and they're perfect people. for each other. Because garbage and garbage goes together. Well, yeah, but should have handled their breakups better. I mean, did he really break up? She was probably, like, he probably just, like, mailed her a piece of quartz, his future companion lady, (laughs) and said... Sorry, I offended you. I'm not coming back. Okay, bye. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, He goes to the bar. Okay, but here's something I want to talk about. She tells him to go take in all the sights, because he says, I don't know what to do with the rest of my day. Right. And he says, cool, I'm going to go to this bar So they instead. don't even fall in love in 48 hours because they aren't even around each other for 48 hours. It's like they fall in love in six hours. No, they fall in love in the, the series of that montage. It's like they go to that montage. cafe and there's some kind of like spell. Love fairy. A love fairy. A love fairy That's comes what this movie's for missing. every montage. And Fred Willard is the love fairy. That'd be good. That'd be good. I'd watch that. They... Uh, he says, what should I do? She says, go check in the sights. He doesn't do that. He goes to a bar. Because next thing you know, we see him at this bar talking to people. And he's like, oh, I, I think I got special feelings for Elizabeth. Which is where this movie becomes more interesting. If you realize that this is basically about a guy going through puberty for the first time. <laughs> because somehow humans in the future have eliminated puberty from the human condition. That's right. He does not know how to control the feeling in his stomach. His butterflies, if you will. His butterflies that lead to his other stuff. Okay, so <laughs> so listen. I would like to get on my first soapbox of the night. We got time for that? Yes. There's something clearly wrong with this guy. Like, he is clearly distinctly off from everyone else around him. Like, are we just... funny. Are we saying in general there's something wrong with him? Or in comparison to present day people? Both. Okay. Like, like if you were in present day and you saw this guy, you'd be like, something's a little weird with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, in the future, is there something also wrong with him? Oh, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. Okay. So... He gets so many strange looks. People look at him like he's a freak. Except sometimes. Like in the restaurant, mostly. Yeah. They're like... Like one scene, they say, what's this guy doing? Right. And then in the bar, they can tell that something is wrong with him. And they let him pay $700 for drinks. 
without any guilt. Without so any guilt. Don't go to bars in Louisiana. So Lesson learned. Is this how we treat mentally handicapped individuals? This individuals is, with mental handicaps? This is not where I saw the soapbox going, but valid question. And the answer is I think we do. That's awful. And all of you should be ashamed of yourselves if you ever treat another human being this way. You don't look at people like they're weird. If they're doing something different than and you. And don't take advantage of them at and the bar just because they have a lot of, of cash. Them. That's right. Don't ever do that. That's horrible. And you should all be horribly ashamed of yourself. And you should be very nice to people. And you should always be courteous and not give them strange looks. Okay. That's the end of my soapbox. Here's something I just thought about. Okay. So he pays for these drinks with $700. Right. Because the barkeep is a jerk. Yes. What are the chances... That all of those dollar bills, hundred dollar bills that he gives, mm-hmm. have the year two, 2012 on them. Because with my very low knowledge of how money circulates, right. you would think that they'd have different aid years and stuff. Right. So why do they assume that he's counterfeiting money when this bill clearly looks like it's been used for a while? Right. But he... Just the one has 2012 on it. Are right. we supposed to assume that all of the money is 2012 on it? Yeah, and that's then why realistic. is the suitcase in a boat that's all got 2012 monies? Right? No. Money no. that looks like it's been used a lot. Right. Yeah. No, that's wrong. We have no idea where he goes to bed. Oh, he, drunkenly, because he is not he used shows to having alcohol up. so late yeah. in the day. He goes to her book release party. And she says, you can't be here anymore. I don't want to see you ever well, again. Well, it's, it's, it's not his fault for going to that book release party. Because on the phone call, she gives explicit details. About, like, where she's having her thingy thing. Right. So why wouldn't he show up? He doesn't know. He doesn't know anybody else in this day and age. Right. So he's going to go to the only place he's comfortable with, into her arms. That's right. And Richard says, I like. Who this guy? Mm. Right. And she says, oh, this is a work thing. And then she yells at him and says, I don't want to ever see you again, Pax. That's right. We have no clue where he sleeps because the next day he just shows up at her office again with, with a little quartz. piece of quartz. That's right. Because in the future, quartz is super rare. Because they can somehow offend others in the future. Yes, because they can inadvertently offend people in the future, which I guess is like a sign that not all emotion has been eliminated. We're which, supposed to that think doesn't that, make sense. Yes, especially since in the end of the movie he punches that guy and Fred Willard says 479, where did you learn to do that? And he says, "I don't know. I just I just did it." Mm, yeah, call him BS on that. Yeah. Also going to call BS on that. Um, oh, while she is, uh, while she is there at her office, correct. He gives her the courts. Yes. And I thought to myself, she literally dumps her fiance for a one-liner guy. Yeah. He just spews out one-liners like they're free candy on Halloween. They are free candy on Halloween. And she just gobbles it up like a fat kid on Halloween. She just wanted that rock, and Richard didn't get it to her fast enough. So she took the quartz. Yeah, which 
uh, by the way, millennials are killing the diamond industry because right. people are giving people quartz these days. Right. I'm not saying that this movie predicted the future, but, but hashtag it did. Hashtag <laughs> it did. Also, I want to start hashtag who's the guy in the picture on her desk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's got this picture on her desk and it's this guy. Was he at the mountains or like a lake? And he's got his hands fist pumped in the air, but it's very clearly not Richard, and it's very clearly not anyone else that no, would be. No, I'm pretty in this sure movie. he was doing this. Oh, maybe he was doing that. But that, I just remember, that like, definitely why. would not be Richard. That's not a Richard thing to do. No. That's of the many mysteries in this movie. Yeah. This who's movie, the guy? Who is the guy? Hashtag who's the guy? Hashtag facts matter. <laughs> I hope someone who listens to our podcast catches that reference because I've told everybody about it and it is amazing. It is amazing. She, so he asks her finally like what is love and she tries to tell him and it's like she's straight up manipulating him into her little romance novel project. First of all, I just wanted to say, could we screw up anymore? About what love actually is than what this girl said. All right. And Caitlin has pulled out a box. (laughs) She is standing on it in our office. She is she is standing tall and proud right now. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You don't want to do it. I mean, I could go on and on about the subject. Her speech about what love is is 100 percent wrong. She says, like, oh, love is just, like, this feeling you get. Oh, is it? Is it? It's a little bit funny. (laughs) Is it? This feeling inside. No. No. Guess what? Hashtag love is not a feeling. Also, love is not a feeling. It's not. (laughs) So, you remember when we did episode three of this podcast, and we talked about Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass. And you said that you're not a feminist. (laughs) Right. And that you were also offended by Matthew McConaughey's behavior in that movie. Yes. Look, with romance movies, I am willing to give them a tiny bit of leeway and a tiny little bit of benefit of the doubt in terms of stretching romance for these big emotional highs to pull at your heartstrings. However... This movie was a load of baloney. Right? There is nothing remotely believable about their relationship. Right. Immediately after she explains to him what love is, and once again, he records it on his watch. Right. And she does not question it. No. She does not think to herself at, as far as we know. At any point. Maybe he's telling the truth about being from the future. Right. They go on a little montage where they're walking through the park and they're mm-hmm. picking roses and they're eating beignets. That's what love is. Ben, Rose you know, picking beignet eating. Honestly, if love was eating beignets. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. Especially since this movie showed me that they can have custard filled beignets. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find them. We need to find them. I'm down. I wonder if that place downtown has them. Probably not because... This is not a town that would have anything delicious. No. We're traveling this weekend. Let's, let's check out that town. So, he tries to kiss her. hmm And I think to myself, maybe it's a good thing he 
she didn't tell him what sex is. Because who knows where that would go. <laughs> Very true. Uh, he, she's like, they kiss. She is going to have to explain to him what sex is if she wants a relationship with him. That's the irony of the whole thing. Oh, that's funny. Just got it. Feel late to but that But it's joke. okay because they have to like start their whole relationship. Actually, I have some questions about that. So at the end of the movie, we don't know how long he's been in the past for before that moment of meeting her again. Right. 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 So maybe he learned about sex at that point. He seems maybe. calm, cool, and collective at that point. This is true. So maybe he's been like hanging out in the past, like figuring things out. So he doesn't so he seem like an idiot. Bingo. That's a smart idea. B-T-I to the NGO. That's a smart idea. That would be the first smart thing that he did the entire movie. Absolutely. So. So I can get on my soapbox again. You can get on your soapbox. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that maybe we should make romance movies like this that completely screw little girls' imaginations and emotions in little boys too about what love is and they get all distorted and they think that they have to find some butterfly in your stomach one-liner person to fulfill your every wish and whim instead of understanding that love is not what you get but it's about giving to other people we're, we're, we're ruining the children industry with <laughs> the children industry with romance movies. Speaking of children, this is how messed up the future is in this movie. Children are born from test tubes. Mm-hmm. Not a huge surprise there. No. But the population is so controlled that they only make more children when the population drops below a certain point. Right. So it's like, oh, this number of people died. Time to make more kids. Boop, boop, boop. That's my test tube sound. In a utopian society, how often are people dying? People should not die in a utopian right. society. Exactly, which is why it's a dystopia. <sighs> okay. Okay. So, they go back to her apartment after And they have sex. Date. They do not have sex. They have sex. They do not have sex yet. We don't know this. No, because they walk up to the front door... And Richard's waiting there. Oh, that's right. That's and the right. creepy guy that's from her right. office. Right. We forgot about the creepy guy. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this creepy guy for a second. The very first line in the movie from him, he says, I'm taking an online vocabulary course. Why is there a course in vocabulary online when one could just read the online dictionary? Who knows? Or get flashcards or something along those lines. Right. But also, he kind of just exists for the one line where he explains to Pax what a sec is using the most dictionary textbook answer I've ever heard. And telling us that Richard is a tool. Oh, yeah, yeah, he tells us Richard is a tool. But why they're both at the house kind of seeming friendly doesn't make sense. No, it makes no sense. I thought they were best friends. Richard says, hey, girl. Did you forget about our special date tonight? And she goes, oh, I forgot I'm getting engaged. Not even mad. He's not. He just says, hey, where you been? Right. 
You ready for our date? Not like you didn't forget, did you? You're all with this other guy. Where what the heck are you doing? Just like I think hey, he, girl. He seemed a, the tiniest bit of peeved. Okay, a little like, but just kind a of reasonable like, amount. Like he wasn't for yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like like I don't want to say that he just like oh you want to just uh, you just showed up now. You ready to go? It's <laughs> right. like, not like super nice, but just right. kind of like. Hey, uh, where you been all day? Like, enough to show that he genuinely cares about her. Yeah, That exactly. he would be upset about that. Exactly. But not, like, to the point of, like, Yell you're my lady her. and you be where yeah. I tell you to be. Richard is not possessive No, no. Maybe to he honest, should be a little bit more possessive. To be honest, Richard does seem kind of boring. And, like, he's he does. more talk about being protective than, like, actually you know no like i agree he does and like richard's a bit of a square let's be real (laughs) but he doesn't do anything no he does nothing wrong to deserve her cheating on him hashtag justice for richard that's right hashtag facts matter okay but this is the point that i'm trying to get to she tells theo creepy dude to go hang out with pax Mm -hmm. right Mm mm-hmm and I forget if she explicitly tells him or, like, mentions in passing to teach Pax about sex. And then they go into her house. No, she didn't. She said that he just be, like, he likes talking about sex or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, you guys are going to get along because you both like to talk about sex. Yeah. He then goes inside and says, oh, maybe she's got some adult channels. Right. And I thought to myself, how fitting... Pax is going to learn about love from a romance novel. And sex from a porno. And sex from a porno. <laughs> Setting the bar pretty high for <laughs> what he's thinking is real life. That's great. That's great. But it's ABC Family. So, no porn. No porn. Let's also, let's back up for a second. So I was looking for more information online about this movie. Surprise, there is none. But I found that several faith-based sites reviewed this movie, and they gave it very positive reviews, saying it's fun for the whole family, and there's not a whole lot of offensive material. I'm offended that they basically encouraged breaking off this relationship. Right? And on top of that, you should be offended that they're basically implying that this guy should learn about sex from porn. Yes. There is lots of things to be offended by. How bad this movie was? Well, that too, but apparently it's fun for the whole family. No, it wasn't. I did not have fun watching it. Did you have fun? I did not. Normally, I am very forgiving of time travel movies. <laughs> this might be the worst time travel movie. <laughs> the worst I've time ever travel seen. movie ever. Ever. I don't want to say ever, but it's definitely the worst time travel movie that I've seen that I can think of off the top of my head right this second. Good. So they're at the restaurant. Pax is hiding under the table. Mm-hmm. Why? Who Don't knows? know. Who How did knows? he get into the restaurant Nobody is a knows. better question. Also. How did he know that they were there? Also a valid question. Richard proposes to Elizabeth by cooking the ring inside a beignet, which we know that she goes pretty hard on some beignets. Right. Adorable. Agreed. Here's my question with that, though. Why was there a table full of desserts when they were going to have that giant beignet for dessert? 
don't tell me you're going to eat that beignet and a hey, whole cake. No judgment. Caitlin. No. Let's be real for a second. Judgment. <laughs> food is Pax food. Pax those over. Whatever. Uh, we cut, let's, uh, we check in with the FBI and they're asking people at the forgot bar about the this FBI money. I was in this movie. Right. I forgot about them too. <laughs> like, <laughs> this movie moves so quickly and then the whole third act is dealing with this, the fallout from these supposed counterfeit bills. But why is that there in the first place? My reasoning is to pad the runtime because they said, we really only have like an hour worth of story. <laughs> They're like, Maybe, uh, don't worry. <laughs> we, don't worry about developing our characters no. and giving them one, just one reason to, to have not a like valid Richard. relationship with them. Or even a reason to like not like Richard. Right? Like, give us a, like a flag football game. Yeah. Where, you know what? Here's what I want. I want a scene where Richard is walking down the street, mm-hmm. the same one that they he meets the girl at. Uh-huh. He's on his phone and he kicks a puppy. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> he could have not been at her book thing and been yeah. like, I don't want to go. I don't care about your or book. Or like, hey, I forgot. And she's like, oh, he's always forgetting. about Right. Like that would have been fine. Like bare minimum. And you know what? And that it's would have still given not us- a reason to have an affair or no. cheat in your relationship. Bingo. But it would have, like, made us at, at least say, okay, there's a reason to not like Richard. Yeah, maybe they have some issues that they need to work on. Right, right. Instead of, oh, he's boring, and I'm sorry that your real life isn't like this romance novel right. that you wrote. She, you know what she's like? My mom. Man, <laughs> <laughs> just stop saying that. She's like the serial killers in, in Mindhunter, who one day the fantasy's not enough. And they have to have the real thing. And she's got to have the real thing. You're right. You can learn a lot about the psychology of someone from watching Mindhunter. Which is a great show. Also, it, it might be nine episodes, 19 now if you count season one and season two, but all of those are way more compelling than this hour and 16 minute movie absolutely also holden is the best okay i miss him so much just having him in my life (laughs) just watching him act on tv (laughs) he's might need to talk about that question or what you just said later he's so smart okay i'm sorry uh do you have any more things that you want to have because i really don't well, I mean, so, you mean about the whole movie? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot. So, then, he gets arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at one point, one of the FBI's agents says, maybe he's telling the truth. And yeah. we think, she believed that he is from the future. Which, apparently, we find out that she didn't actually believe that he was from the future. So, that was very confusing. I miss that. When they were, when she, like, said goodbye to him yeah. at the FBI. Uh-huh. She was just like, you just tell them the truth, or like, oh. what, you can't keep doing this, or I forget what she says. But so she like, was in love with the crazy person. She was in love with the crazy person, and she was going to live the rest of her life thinking he was a crazy person. Just for those one-liners. Thank goodness the FBI stepped in when they did, <laughs> so she could get to the bottom of this mystery. That's right. That's right. So the FBI, they're like, this is over my pay grade. We got to call the NSA. Everybody's favorite government agency in movies since 2001. The NSA. The NSA. 
National Looking at you, Chuck. Security Association. Agency. Agency. Close enough. Okay. It's probably not even right. Ah. I think national and agency are in there. <laughs> okay. So this FBI agent says, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need your watch. Why is everybody calling it a watch? <laughs> There's still no watch face on it. Is everyone in this movie dumb? Does anyone own a watch? Do watches exist? I don't know. Is time a fabric of our imagination? This movie was too dumb to even <laughs> contemplate those answers. <laughs> However, I'm watching this, and right? I'm thinking, okay, Pax is like, but if I take it off, I'll never return to the future in 48 minutes or whatever. Push the button. Push the button. Literally, all Are you, you need dumb? to do is just push the button on your that bracelet. That clearly won't work. And it will take you back to the future. It won't work. Yes, it would. He. Con- I know. I know. He, no, I know it works. I know. He it gets works. sad and contemplates using the button. I know. You don't have to tell me. But he gives up this bracelet. The bracelet Willingly. by itself goes back to the future. And then the now other- he's stuck in the past. Yeah, and Fred Willard says that's not good. I better go back and rescue him. Fred Willard, who has always looked super old. Dresses like some of the one of the punks in like green room or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's hilarious. Decides that he's gonna rescue him. There's an extended sequence where they're trying to teach each other how to drive a car. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This they hit a so woman much. with a cake. They should be the bad people of the movie. It is it is inexplicable how no one pulled them. Okay, first of all, they had ten minutes to go from the FBI office to the place where she works. Somehow, through all of this, which very clearly would have taken longer than 10 minutes, they make it there just in the nick of time. Not but even also, with minutes to spare. Well, I'm also wondering how they got there in such quick time when the whole car looked like a disaster. Right. They should have been they pulled over by 70 cops minimum. I, I don't know. I I have no answers. Uh, the funniest part in the movie stupid. is when Richard gets shot in the neck by the tranquilizer dart. Poor because, Richard. Yeah, poor Richard. Hashtag justice for Richard. Hashtag name of the bar in the office. The poor Richard? Poor Richard, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, Pax goes back to the future and says, what am I going to do now? Back to the future. Yeah, an infinitely better movie with more realistic love story. Gosh, I hardly know. And then Fred Willard says, hey, why don't you go back in time? And Peck says, I'm going to go back to the day when Sarah met Richard. And I'm going to make that our love story now. That's a manipulative, sketchy, horrible thing to do. It is. And that is where the movie ends. Yeah, he goes back. He gets her hat, which was this love story between Emily and Richard. Elizabeth and Richard. Elizabeth and Richard. We've been saying her name this whole time. And he takes the hat instead, and uh, instead they fall in love. Or so it seems. And Richard says, better be careful with that, bud. And we're like, man, Richard, you're such a good guy. I know. (laughs) You're congratulating him on catching that hat. Yeah. If only you knew what you just saved yourself from. Right. A disaster. So... Maybe the ending was Here's good for a, Richard. He, okay. 
Here's a valid question. Was this whole movie about Richard and breaking free from his psycho girlfriend? Maybe. That's a valid question. <laughs> but I'm about to blow Okay, blow your my mind. Blow my mind. mind. Do it. Do it. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. So this movie does not establish strong rules for time travel. <laughs> it has no rules for time travel. Correct. Uh, it's like a there and back again situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. However, what we don't explore... Pax went to her on that one day, a year from when she met Richard, right? Mm-hmm. If Pax also went back to when he, to stop Richard from grabbing the hat, mm-hmm. to start their relationship there, does that mean at some point another Pax is going to show up a year later in their life? Are there going to be two Pax? We don't know because they don't explain time they travel do not. rules. It could be. It could be. That would be... That That should have been the sequel to this movie. They should have made a sequel. Sh- the sequel would have been better. My Future Boyfriends. Oh, Plural. I see what you did there. I get it. I'm picking up what you're laying down. And then, oh, here... Ready? Yes. Ready? Yes. Ready? Yes! Uh- <laughs> Past packs. Past packs. Hasn't told her that he was from the future. Right. So then future Pax shows up and he's like, I've been lying to you this whole time. I'm from the future. And then she wishes that she would have married Richard. But she wouldn't know Richard anymore. I know. How mad would you be if that happened? And like you were supposed to be with Richard, but then like some guy from the future came and screwed up your whole timeline. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm hmm. Okay. I think that they're going to last a very long time because they're both insane. Insane. Their view of love is What's going to happen when the butterflies go away? They're never going to go away because they can just fill their sadness with beignets. (laughs) That's a good thing to fill your sadness with. And I feel like Pax is going to be really enthusiastic about children. Yeah, probably. Especially since he's basically a grown man going through puberty for the first time. True. And that's all I have to say about that. And I feel like we've thrown out a number of different ways that this movie could Oh, yeah. Improved. There's no way that I can top any of I those. still think that the best way to have gone about this movie is if we didn't know whether or not he was from the, the future and we would have seen the whole story from her perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. I agree. I agree. They are going to last a very long time. They are. All right, so where do we put it on our list? I think it should go at number 14. You think that this was more enjoyable than Ghosts of Girlfriends Pass? Yes. No. See, I was Mm. thinking... 16? I would not watch over her dead body again. You could not pay me enough money to watch that again. I would watch that over this. This is like the one rom-com I never want to watch See, that's how I feel about Over Her Dead Body. I cannot explain how much I hated that movie. (sighs) So annoying. Yeah, but, well, that's right. Paul Rudd was super boring in that. He was like this the whole time. But it's still Paul Rudd, so even that was, like, more interesting than watching Barry Watson give his, like, cracked performance. There was that one really funny scene, though, where she, like, said that thing to that old lady. 
What did she when say? When she was talking to the ghost. Yeah, she was talking to the ghost and said, like, I don't want to have sex with you right now. Yeah. Something. And the old lady was like, I'm flattered. Yeah. I feel like that one scene was funnier than the entirety of my favorite or All my right. future boyfriend. So I want to put this at 16. Uh, I want to put this at 17. Okay. I'll give you one in the future if the, if you if you're I'll like hold you to it. I'm gonna hold you to it because okay. I I would put it at sixteen because I really hated over her dead body. <laughs> All right, so if I'm yeah, that movie is longer. Oh my gosh, why are rom coms so long? No rom-coms more rom coms past an hour. Literally, our shortest movies. I know, but they feel so much longer. All right, okay. so as usual, we have not had a rom-com break the top 10 yet or oh, even the top surprise the first one is at number 12 it went in rome but now the order is going to go at number 15 ghosts of girlfriends past 16 over her dead body 17 my future boyfriend and 18 is now going to be urban legends bloody mary and as always you can view the definitive bad movie date night ranking list on our instagram when i remember to post it oh my gosh give me control just take it i don't know if that's where it worked it's this it's the same as all the others okay i got you do you have anything else you want to finish up with i'm done talking about this movie oh my gosh, I'm so done. i got on my soapbox says soapbox i soapbox i <laughs> soapboxy soapboxies I'm done. Okay. Uh, as always. Let's chat. Uh, let's <laughs> chat. <laughs> we just had a chat. Next week, we will bring you a very special episode. A very special episode. A very special episode. We haven't figured out what we're going to call the version of this show that we're doing for this episode. But you're going to love it. But you. One of my favorite human beings may be joining us. Hopefully. And she has picked some very interesting movies. You didn't tell me. I thought I did. No, you gotta tell me. I'm excited I'm going now. To. It's gonna oh, be great. I'm so excited. Uh so you have that to look forward to. Should look forward to it. And if you hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or any of the places that podcasts can be found, you will not miss out on this very special episode. A very special episode. Yes. Also, tell your friends all about this podcast. Tell your friends. We're at 21 episodes and we are not stopping now. That's right. 50 or bust. 500 or bust. 500 what? or bust. Could you imagine how long our ranking list would be at that point? I Too we, long. Yeah, we couldn't do it anymore. We'd have to keep going. We're going to keep going. This is going to be great. It's going to be up to a thousand movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Journey Into Film because we do not have a separate Instagram or Facebook from the main website. That's fine. It's cool. You can check out cool stuff. Uh, you can also order some pretty gnarly t-shirts on a journeyintofilm.com. Do it. And do it now. I think that's all I have to say. We can't wait to talk to you next week or talk at you. That's a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Let's go to bed. Good night. Bye, everybody.